draft one, pass one continues Mm -hmm. this week. That's right. Part three. Got some big names. I don't want to spoil it. I'll give you one little spoiler. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb. Oh, boy. Who should you have more draft stock of? Don't worry. We'll get into it. It's going to be a good pod. Let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. Okay. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Welcome into the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Zach. That is Badaki, a.k.a. Badake like cake. That's right. That's me. It's Tuesday, July 20th, and we are... Very close to football, ladies and gentlemen. You can feel the atmosphere changing. How far away are we from September 9th? Uh, I haven't actually. Hey Siri, how far away is September 9th? How many days away? Let's see. It was 314 days ago. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Siri just told me. Oh my God. How do you do it? How do you do it when you're asked? Okay. Hey Siri, how many days until September 9th? 41 days until then. Okay, 41 days. It would have been cool if she said something. I was trying to have her, but she didn't say anything. (laughs) All right, we're 41 days. Uh, You you can tell we know what we're doing here, right? Mm -hmm. 41 days from football. I can't believe it's that close. That's literally almost a month away. Yeah, less than a week then training camp starts as well. Oh, yeah, true training camps. Oh, my God. It's all happening, and Mm -hmm. I'm excited. It's the best time of the year. Hey, We've had a couple of people who have been signing up for our follower leagues this week. We want to give a big shout out to James O'Brien, who just signed up overnight while we were sleeping. We woke up to a nice little notification. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, James. Subscribe or joined our Dynasty Leagues. There are three options for you to play in our leagues. The first one is redraft if you want to play in a redraft format. The second one is dynasty if you want to play dynasty format with us. And the third option is the best of both world tier. If you can put two and two together, that tier allows you to play in both leagues. Okay. And you get a nice little discount when you do that as well. Right, Padaki? Yeah. Nice little discount. Three great options. And you also unlock exclusive content, extra bonus episode, our rankings, our fantasy hotline for your personal fantasy advice from Zach and I, and so much more. Maybe a trophy at the end if you do join the league and you win, whatever the case may be. We're really excited. We're pumped What's the website? How do they find this? Yes, patreon.com slash fantasylandfam. Once again, patreon.com slash fantasylandfam. It's on all of our social medias, probably in the description of the podcast you're listening to, or if you're watching a video on YouTube, it's going to be in that description as well. That's right. Our YouTube community is growing rapidly. It's been awesome to see that. YouTube.com slash Fantasyland Football if you want to subscribe. Okay, let's get straight to the series that we've been doing for the past two weeks on the Monday pod or Tuesday pod. Sorry, I can't remember what day it is today. Anyway, it's a Tuesday. So essentially what we've been doing is we've been talking about the players that are on the same team in the same position Now, what's key here, guys, is we're not talking about who we think will finish higher. We're talking about who we will have more fantasy stock of in 2021. 
Correct. Now we're going to start with the Denver backfield. If you know us well, you know how much we love Javante Williams. Yeah. Right. When we did our separate research of this topic, though, we both said to each other, go in without any bias, have a completely blank slate. Okay. Again, this is not based off who we think will finish higher. It's who we will have more stock of Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams, Badaki in redraft draft one or pass one. Yeah. Draft one for me still has to be Javante Williams and I'm passing on Melvin Gordon. Okay. And I think it is pretty obvious. I think you can probably agree with me that it is Javante Williams that you're going to have more stock Mm -hmm. of. Not because, one, we do believe in the talent. We do believe that he's going to be the lead running back probably towards the end of the year or very early in the year. And, you know, I was trying to really find things of why Melvin Gordon should be drafted and why you should be getting more stock of of Melvin Gordon. And these are the things that I I found, okay? Okay. Did, Did you know Melvin Gordon scored 10 touchdowns? Last yeah. year, okay. Yeah, I saw that. He, he was in the top ten of of running backs that scored touchdowns. He also had the top. Well, he finished 10. as the RB fourteen. Yeah, exactly. In PPR format. And last year, his his ADP was RB twenty two. So essentially, mm-hmm. he you got more than your value when you yeah. drafted him last year. So it's not like he started off bad or he did bad last year. He was also top ten in carries with two hundred fifteen carries, top ten in yards, nine hundred eighty six yards. Melvin Gordon did did everything good last year. Kind of, yeah. I mean, if if I mean, for, according to the numbers and to the stats and yeah. everything that was yeah. happening, Melvin Gordon hopefully maybe won you leagues or hopefully this, maybe like on paper, yes, right yeah, on paper, exactly. yeah. But when you watched him, different story. If you watched him play, yeah. So I think the biggest reason why we're going with Javante is because we do obviously we know that Melvin is his last year in his contract. We don't believe they're going to re-sign him. Yeah. What, what do we know? What teams do? They look towards the future. They're going to start using their young yeah. weapons and getting these guys on the field to see, can these guys, you know, make a change in our offense? Can these guys be the turning point that we always well, needed? You played good cop for Melvin Gordon. Let me mm-hmm. play bad cop. Okay. Okay. He did return value for you in 2020, but let me ask any Melvin Gordon owner out there. Were you happy when you started Melvin Gordon? Almost Always the answer was no. Inconsistency was the story of his 2020 season. Six games, he scored over 15 PPR points, but there were five games, he scored under eight PPR points. Mm. And they were against teams that were bad rushing defenses. It was like so hard to pick and choose when to start Melvin because you just never knew what sort of Melvin Gordon you were going to get. Right. Another thing that really worries me about Melvin Gordon... Great pass catching back, right? Averaged under three targets per game last year. I don't think anyone anticipated him averaging under three targets per game after throughout his entire career. He showed to be a really good pass catching running back. I think we just need to accept that Melvin Gordon is never going to be a workhorse running back in the NFL again. Right. Those days are behind him. He signed with Denver. We all thought, I mean, last year, everyone was saying, hey, this guy's he's going to be the workhorse guy. I mean, Philip Lindsay still took a lot of touches last mm. year from Melvin Gordon. Yeah, he did. And it's not as if Philip Lindsay was the better running back. It just kind of how Denver viewed him. Here's, I'll sum my thoughts into one sentence because I am also taking Javante Williams right. and I'm passing on Melvin Gordon. Okay. I'll sum everything up in one sentence. Javante Williams has more to offer the Broncos in every aspect of his game compared to Melvin Gordon at this point of their careers. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the stats for Melvin Gordon, when you look at how was he fantasy relevant, a lot of that had to do with two different things, red zone touches and goal line touches in 2020. Okay. That was his role. In my eyes, when I watched Javante Williams play, I don't understand why Javante Williams would not be the goal line running back for this team. Uh, that is something that he absolutely excelled at in college. And I don't see Melvin keeping that role now with Javante there. Yeah, the but- last thing we need to keep in mind, Badaki, is Melvin Gordon had a DUI last year and he has not been suspended by the NFL yet. Not so yet. <laughs> you need to keep that in mind when you're drafting Melvin. He could miss a game or two because they have not disciplined him yet, but expect the NFL to definitely discipline him. Yeah. You know, and I completely agree with everything that you're saying. And I think, like I said, to play the good cap for Melvin, you know, what if the Broncos do see value in him this year? What if they, they saw yeah. what he did in L.A. and kind of said, you know what? Why wouldn't they do that last year then? Because <laughs> because Philip Lindsay <laughs> isn't that guy. Them. I know. But I'm talking about, I'm talking about I mean, like a running back by committee vibe, you know, like. Right, right. Why, no, why it could be that. They bring in Javante Williams. He can play the Austin Eckler role. Melvin Gordon obviously still plays his, his role in this backfield. Yeah. And it can be a 50-50, 60-40, whatever the case may be. And I think yeah. that's what they're going to trial in the first couple of weeks. I get it. I mean, I just think that there's so much wear and tear on Melvin's body. Whereas Javante Williams had one of the best running back seasons last year in college, but he split time. Like this is a 21 year old running back compared to a 28 year old running back right now, by the way, they're both going in the sixth round pretty much back to back right next to each other. So for both of us, I think it's pretty clear that Javante Williams is who we will have more stock of in 2021. I mean, I fell in love with Javante Williams scouting him. I know you did too. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind the Broncos moved up (laughs) to get Javante Williams. (laughs) Yeah, they did. They were, if they were satisfied with Melvin Gordon, they wouldn't have moved up. I mean, they only gave up a fourth round pick, but still you can find some gold in the draft in the fourth round. They saw so much value in him that they moved up to grab this guy. So I think he has more to offer in every aspect of his game compared to Melvin at this point. Dynasty though, this is obvious. Yeah. Dynasty, no doubt about it is Javante Williams every single day. Mm -hmm. You took Javante in our latest mock draft. I have him in a lot of dynasty leagues. (laughs) I like him. <laughs> Reigning Super Bowl champion running back room here. Lenny resigns with the Bucks, tries to repeat that amazing playoff performance, but let's not forget that Rojo is still in the mix. Yeah. All right. Obviously, we're always talking about redrafts. You have to draft one and pass one. Who will you have more stock on? Of <laughs> I will have more stock of Ronald Jones, so I'm gonna pass on Leonard Fournette. I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. First reason is there's far too much Fournette hype after the playoff Lenny performance. I mean, it's at the point now where you're going to have to spend higher capital to get Leonard Fournette than Ronald Jones, okay? And that's only because of the playoff performance that that Fournette had. Fair to him, right? He had a good playoff performance. Mm. Second reason is I think Ronald Jones had a much better year last year than we are all giving him credit for. 100%. In 2020, he averaged just under 17 opportunities per game, whereas Leonard Fournette averaged 12 opportunities per game. But let's look before the bye week, right before Ronald Jones had that injury and things kind of went south for him, right? From weeks 1 to 12, before the bye week, Ronald Jones was the running back 10 in PPR formats, okay? 
if Ronald Jones doesn't break his finger and doesn't have those COVID issues, where does he finish? Could he have finished as a top eight running back? Like the conversation could have been so, so different 100%. going into this year. And it's only because of that broken finger that Fournette had that chance. I don't know, man. I, I can't get on board with Fournette. And I think the, the story of Ronald Jones's career thus far has been inconsistency. Yeah, he's talented, but he can't do it consistently. I think there's only three times if you start a Ronald Jones that you were disappointed that you started him out of the 14 games. He was pretty consistent last year when you look at his numbers. And um, I have more to say, but I don't know if you have anything to say on what I've just said. I mean, I have more points, but I'm pretty strong on this Ronald Jones take. Yeah, I'm pretty strong as well with Ronald Jones. I completely agree. I'm definitely taking Ronald Jones. I think what's great, I don't know if you mentioned it. I'm pretty sure you did, but he's 24 years old. He's still young. Even if he's 23. He's 23. Yeah. Right. I mean, he might be turning 24 this year, obviously. But He's on his uh, Jordan year right now. <laughs> Even if like he doesn't re-sign with this team or whatever the case may be, he's still gonna, he still has the ability to be a lead back somewhere yeah. else, no matter where that is. Yeah. Um, I think another thing that I can think of that I have in my notes is that, you know, Lenny's ADP is just too high for me. You know, and the round Agreed. that he's going in is in the mid-six. Obviously, it's a, it's a round, it's a one-round difference. So Lenny's going in the mid six and Ronald Jones going in the mid seventh. I would have just taking, crazy, man. Yeah, that's crazy. And in the how mid, is that happening in the mid six? Like, you no, know, think of the people that went in the sixth round that are going. You know, for example, our latest mock draft: Jerry Judy went in the six. I'm taking Jerry Judy over over um, Leonard Fournette, uh, Amari Cooper. Obviously, this is kind of yeah. really skewed. Kenny G. You know, yeah. even the one before that, you know, Robbie Anderson, I think I'm going to be taking higher upside value guys, in my personal opinion. Elijah Moore went in, our, in the mock draft before this. Adam Thielen, Mike Davis, Sam Darnold, guys like that. Those Is that were, Dynasty or Redraft? What are you talking about? In Dynasty. I'm, I'm switching okay. to Dynasty. But, like, I'm okay. just saying as an example. like Okay. Because we're going to talk about Dynasty anyway. I think yeah. I'll, I'll be taking the chances on those guys rather than... Okay. Lenny because let me play the the devil's advocate for Fournette and tell you why it's wrong okay okay obviously people are going to talk about the playoff performance but what what else right people might say he's a better like natural runner and he has the clear pass catching role in this offense that, mm -hmm. that's probably what people would say I could be wrong right but are we sure about that Ronald Jones was a more efficient runner in 2020 he had 5.1 yards per attempt Leonard Fournette had three Point eight yards per attempt. Okay. So no, Fournette was not the better runner in 2020. By the way, Leonard Fournette is a pass catching back. That's what everyone says. He has a saying. pass catching role. Mm -hmm. Well, one, when in his career has he ever shown to be a good pass catching back? But last year, Ronald Jones had 42 targets. Leonard Fournette, 47 targets. I know Fournette missed one more game than him, but it's not as if Fournette has this dominant JD McKissick type pass catching role in this offense. It's not true. I mean, they were very close in targets. I don't understand how Ronald Jones is going after Leonard Fournette, but I'm going to eat that up all year long 100%. in redraft leagues uh, I completely and agree. dynasty. It's just, when I looked it up, I, I was mind blown that Lenny was going before Ronald Jones. I was like, surely he's going to go. I after. know. I was like, there's literally no way that's actually <laughs> happening, but it is. And I guess the hype has just gone too far. Now, I want to talk about Dynasty quickly. It's pretty obvious. Ronald Jones is the answer. Correct. 23 years old, very talented, might not even be entering his prime yet. 
I mean, this is a good running back, okay? And by the way, I actually had to move Ronald Jones up in redraft and dynasty in my rankings after doing this. I had to move him up four spots. He's now my, in in redraft, he's my RB27. In dynasty, he's my RB27. Right. So I had to move him up. I think what's so funny is that for me, Ronald Jones, I always had him high, even earlier. Like, I was like, man, he's playing with Tom. He's in Tampa, a great offensive line. And Lenny was never a problem for me. Uh, For both Dynasty and Redraft, he's my RB26. Okay, cool. You feel good about that? I love it. I absolutely love it, honestly. Um, I'm really high on Ronald Jones, but let's continue here. Dak is back out Mm -hmm. in Dallas. And he has fantasy gems with Amari Cooper and oh C.D. Lamb. Yep. I mean, the conversation is going to be big, so let's just get straight into it. Zach, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, you have to draft one and pass one. Who will you have more stock of? Mm. Por que los dos? <laughs> 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 no, if I have to give you an answer, it's Amari Cooper. And I think that's going to throw a lot of people off. Let me tell you the reason why, okay? Mm-hmm. The C.D. Ha- Lamb hype, excuse me, is at an all-time high right now. 100%. And for good reason, okay? But I think we're maybe forgetting just how good Amari Cooper was with Dak Prescott in 2020. Now, right now I'm talking about redraft leagues specifically. We'll get to Dynasty, right? But from weeks one to four, that's when Dak was playing and healthy. Amari Cooper, he wasn't the wide receiver five. He wasn't the wide receiver three. He wasn't the wide receiver two. He was the wide receiver one in all of fantasy football from Mm. weeks one to four with Dak Prescott. No one in the league had more targets than Amari Cooper. The trust is there. And by the way, anyone who's saying, wasn't Amari a little bit fragile? Isn't he like, he's always got these injuries. He played every single game last year. So who's the starting quarterback? Dak Prescott. Hopefully. When we see Dak with Amari Cooper, he was the wide receiver one. Now, this is not an anti CD Lamb take. Mm-hmm. And I'm not telling you that Amari Cooper is going to be the wide receiver one in 2021. What I am telling you is from what I've seen and what we know, Amari Cooper is very, very good when Dak Prescott is under center. Yeah. Uh, I Look, I'm, I'm actually going to have more stock of CD Lamb. And okay. I knew that, in my personal opinion, there's no wrong answer here. Yeah, it's CD, I agree. It's, it, I 100% agree. It's whoever is actually going to fall to you first. If CD Lamb's you. there, yes. and, you know, great, take him. If Amari Cooper's there, great, take him. Um, well, whoever's available when you're there. Like, whoever goes first, draft the next guy, because they're both going to be very valuable in redraft. Exactly. And I think what we have to remember is that CD Lamb, I mean, if we look at his first five games with Dak, he scored over... Mm-hmm. He was averaging over what 12, 13 points per game. He was he yeah. was actually balling out. So let's not forget about that. He was that doing either. well. Yeah. Yeah. So he was up there. His, week four, he scored twenty five plus fantasy points with Dak Prescott against the yeah. um against the Browns. Mm-hmm. So look, I, I don't I don't want to prolong this, but there's no wrong answer. CeeDee Lamb, Amari I'm gonna Cooper. play I'm gonna play on your side for a second with CeeDee Lamb. Okay. Now, again, I've already said why I'm gonna take Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. but let me tell you why you should also draft C.D. Lamb. If I have to choose one, it's also, you know, I, I have to go Amari Cooper. But okay. don't be afraid of C.D. Lamb, okay? C.D. played primarily in the slot in 2020. Mm-hmm. I imagine that's where he'll play 
most of his football in 2021. Mm-hmm. Amari is likely to see the best cornerback each team has every week, right? Which means that CeeDee Lamb will probably be at an advantage weekly against coverage. Let's think about two names. Chris Godwin, Calvin Ridley. Let's think about Chris Godwin in 2019. Mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley in 2020 mm-hmm. had breakout seasons. Hmm. Who are the other wide receivers on their team? Right? Yeah. Are you Julio. getting are you coming with me? Yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. I hear Mike you. Evans and Julio Jones. So mm-hmm. there's a formula here for CeeDee Lamb to be very, very good. And the Cowboys are going to have to throw the ball a lot to stay in games in 2021. So honestly, I hated that I had to give you an answer. But right now, I think I can get Amari Cooper later. Yeah. So that's kind of where I had to lean was Amari Cooper. Yeah, it makes sense. And it's not because, look, the ADP is actually really close. See, yeah. Lamb's wide receiver 13, Amari's wide receiver 16. It, essentially, they're they're in the same round. If not, they mm-hmm. could be at the end of, of a turn there. Obviously, you can switch rounds. There's yeah. no doubt about it that these guys are going to be great wide receivers, especially with Dak Prescott on the field. Don't be scared to draft. Either. Like, if I had to sum it up, don't be scared to draft either one of these guys. They're yeah. going to win you leagues, in my personal opinion. I have CeeDee Lamb. I have a lot of stock on CeeDee Lamb. He could finish in the top eight wide receivers this year, in my opinion. Yeah. Agreed. And Dynasty, it's not even close. It's CeeDee Lamb, right? Mm-hmm. No okay. doubt about it. Just want to make sure we're on the same page there. All right. This is a conversation that you and I have been having back and forth the entire offseason. The Denver wide receivers are amongst the most difficult to gauge in redraft for 2021. Let's talk about who we will have more stock of. Not who we think will finish higher. That's what this is all about. Stock. With that being said, Cortland Suddy, Suddy, <laughs> Cortland Sutton, <laughs> Or Jerry, Judy, draft one and pass one, Badaki. Yeah, I'm going to have to draft Jerry, Judy and pass on Cortland Sutton. And that's crazy for me because I love Cortland Sutton. I've been talking. This is this changed recently. Mm-hmm. This changed recently. Yeah, okay. it did. And I, I love Cortland Sutton. And I, I think he's going to be, he's going to come back. He's going to bounce back in my personal opinion. But it has mm-hmm. to be Jerry, Judy. Why is that? It's because of Teddy Bridgewater. I think we both okay. agree that Teddy is going to be on the field towards either the early middle of the season, if that makes any sense. So like week four, week five mm. for the rest of the season. Um, we don't believe Drew Luck is the, is the answer, but there is an article that I want you guys to kind of look out for. And it's actually on PFF. Obviously we, we go to PFS for a lot of our information. And uh, this was actually sent to me from Daniel Ilioy, which I don't know if you got the same thing, but I'm actually really excited. Who were the NFL most unluckiest wide receivers in 2020? Yeah. And by far, it was Jerry yeah. Judy. Yep. He had the most uncatchable targets to him mm-hmm. with 26, okay? Mm-hmm. Uncatchable deep balls and end zones. In the end zone, he w- he led with five, mm-hmm. okay? And uncatchable targets when wide open or just open in general, like, you know, a couple of distance. Yeah. And he led with 81%. That speaks of volumes right there. There's 81% no what? He was, he was, he was the, every time they threw a ball to him, it was 81% like uncatch, um, uncatchable when he was open or even wide. So if he's standing in the middle of the field, 80% of that time, that ball will be overthrown, uncatchable for him. Okay. Okay. Got it. So for me, it has to be PFF. Yeah. It has to be Jerry Judy. He has so much talent. He, he was one of the best wide receivers to come out of the draft in his draft. 
best route runners to come out of the draft. We saw yeah. what he did last year, breaking ankles, doing crazy stuff to people. Yeah, I mean, separation is super key for a wide receiver. It's probably the biggest skill other than your hands that you need in mm-hmm. the NFL to be a successful wide receiver. If you mm-hmm. can create separation, m- many other parts of your game will be much easier. That's why Michael Thomas has found so much success. That's why Keenan Allen has find, found so, so much success. So I, I'll give you my answer. My answer really depends on the quarterback. I think I'm kind of cheating here. If it's Teddy Bridgewater, lock in Judy easily. Right. If it's Drew Locke, I'm going to lock in Sutton easily. Because I think Locke is more of the, let's just chuck it up and see yeah, what happens. Exactly. exactly. So, but if I don't know that answer, if I don't know who's starting at quarterback, I agree. I also have to go Jerry Judy because of the talent I see with him at, at the wide receiver position. Again, the separation is a big, big key for me. I do think he's already a top 10 route runner in the NFL. And somehow you can get Jerry Judy at a cheaper price than Cortland Sutton. Look at where the wide receivers are around each of these players when they're being drafted, okay? Mm-hmm. When Cortland Sutton's being drafted, Juju's on the board. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Robbie Anderson, okay? When Judy's on the board, Will Fuller's up there. Brandon Cooks is there. And Jarvis Landry is there. I mean, makes sense. Based off of value, I feel like it has to be Jerry Judy. No doubt about it. I don't think it's all that close. Look, I think one thing I want to say is that I do believe this is going to flip flop. Okay. Well. You think I, the ADP for Jerry's going to get higher? Uh huh. Yeah, I, I believe so. I think he's going to be going fifth, late fifth, early sixth round. He's currently going in the seventh, and Corner Sun is going mid sixth. I think Jerry Drew is going to be taking him, especially in dynasty drafts. He's going to be taking him. He's going to be getting taken earlier than Cortland Sutton. So I think it's yeah. going to flip. But in redraft, I think Sutton is going to fall, and we're going to be surprised of where you're going to, you're going to be able to get him in your draft. So yeah, stick with it. I mean, I still believe you should take Jerry Judy, but Cortland Sutton is still a great pick, especially if he's going yeah. mid six. I think he falls around and values everything. Like you know where you get players, everything in these conversations. Yeah, completely agree. All right. I mean, Dynasty, it's Jerry Judy. Yeah, no doubt about it. Okay. Last one today. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk burst onto the scene in Mm. 2020, but Debo was back and healthy. Who will you have more stock of, Vidaki? Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel? Draft one and pass one. For me, I think it still has to be Brandon Ayuk. I'm drafting Brandon Ayuk and passing on Debo Samuel. And once again, I think it's it all depends on if it's health. I think we spoke about these guys before. It's yeah. health and quarterback play. You know, mm-hmm. for me, Jimmy G is going to be great. I think, sorry, either of these guys will be great with Jimmy G. Trey yeah. Lance, I believe Brandon Ayuk is going to take a big bump if Trey Lance gets onto the field, okay. my personal opinion. But yes, I'm taking Brandon Ayuk. There's no doubt about it. Debo's back. You're right. Can he stay healthy? Who knows? George Kittle is also back, which is... He's, so he's I'm on the other there. side of this than you, okay? I'm taking mm-hmm. Debo Samuel. Now, George Kittle was a big reason why well, I exactly. said Debo Samuel. I think much of Ayuk's breakout season, George Kittle was on the sideline. So you know, I he was genuinely the only receiving option on that team, Brandon Ayuk, mm-hmm. at that time. So as much as there was a breakout, I mean, guys, George Kittle is a clear best option for targets on this team, right? right? I mean, so after him, is it really going to be Debo 
or is it going to be Ayuk? We don't know the answer. No. So again, I have to go back to where can I get these players? And I don't imagine this ADP changing. I imagine this ADP is going to be pretty solid throughout the season. Ayuk is going as a wide receiver 25. So you have to get him in the mid fifth round. Debo Samuel is a wide receiver 39. So you're getting him in the late seventh, early eighth round. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Personally, I love the value of Debo compared to where I have to get Ayuk. I think Ayuk is the better wide receiver, but if Debo's healthy, I don't know if he'll finish higher than Debo. You know, and you're right. And you think about it when you look at where he goes mid fifth round. Okay. It's too high, man. If you you think about who's going in the fifth round and wide receivers though, DJ Mm -hmm. Moore, uh, a Kenny G, I would take a Kenny G over, uh, in my opinion, Uh, Adam Thielen, um, those are the guys that I see that are going in between there. So if I'm going to be taking a wide receiver and Brandon Ayuk is the best available at the in the mid fifth round, I'll be taking. Yeah, him. do it right. But what if you didn't have to? Oh, if what I if you didn't, didn't have to take a wide receiver in the fifth and you could wait for Debo in the eighth or the seventh? So who's going in the eighth or the seventh now? Like if we think about it, I think there's so much more value in the eighth or seventh, like a Chenault, like a Michael Pittman. I think of those guys, a Robbie Anderson. Um, you could take a chance on, on a Rashad. Well, Bateman that, the question isn't that, that's not really the question. Though the question is, right, who right. are you going to have more stock of? No, right? I, I get it, but I think about when I do this as well. I think about who's who's also going around those guys. Yeah, you know, because if I'm seeing all these other, because I do believe Michael Pittman finished higher than Debo, and he's going in the seventh. I do right. believe um, a Chanel could potentially finish higher than Debo, and he's going in the seventh, eighth. So okay. th- those are the type of things that I think about. But I also think about, you know, if so, if I get around Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk, around Brandon Ayuk, okay, mm-hmm. these are the wide receivers going Kenny Galladay, mm-hmm. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Devonta Smith, T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson, Tyler Lockett. I couldn't promise you that Ayuk's yeah. going to finish above those people. No, so no, if we're talking won't. about value versus where people are going, I mean, I don't know, man. I think I'm still going to lean towards the Debo side of this. No, I mean, that, and that's fair. Like, I took, once again, a guy, for example, Kenny G, his value is going to be higher, so he goes he goes earlier. I think yeah. of Robert Woods. I think people, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, people kind of sleep on them, but I do believe they're going to be taken before Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, you know? agreed, and I think they should be. Yeah, 100%. I agree they should be as well. That's why I don't expect any great value on wide receivers at that five. Totally. Unless it's Brandon Ayuk. I'm still going to have more Debo than Ayuk <laughs> this year. And that's okay. Uh, I mean, we can agree to In Dynasty year. Leagues, though, it's it's pretty... I think every single one of these questions has been very clear in Dynasty. 100%. It's Brandon Ayuk here. No doubt about I mean, it. All, all these have, have been relatively clear for Dynasty, all these discussions today. But that's interesting. I think we only disagreed on one. Yeah, it wasn't even... A, I mean, was it a disagreement? Eh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, different answer. Actually, we, we disagreed on two. Uh the Cowboys and then the Niners. So that's interesting. I thought we would disagree on more. The other time we did this, we disagreed on like every single one. So yeah, that's true. I mean, but it's, look at this. I now. hope you guys uh enjoy this series though. Yeah, we have we still got more. We have two more weeks of this, I believe. Oh my goodness, that's so much. And I hope that you guys are enjoying it because we're definitely enjoying it. Let us know because if you guys hate the stuff that we're doing, we don't want to keep doing it. But if you're like, nah, this shit is good, bro. Keep going. We'll be like, yeah. okay, okay. We'll keep going. 
Let me see. How many more weeks do we have left of this? Yeah, we do. We have only have one, one more week. Sorry. One more week. Next yeah, next week, week is the last week. Next week we have we have Etienne Robinson. Mm-hmm. Got some good people. Woods, Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Michael Carter, Tevin Coleman. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of other people on that list, man. It's, it's actually really exciting. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, do we want to talk about anything to close the show today? No. I think there was, uh, have you heard this report? This is just a little piece of news to end the show. Have you heard this report? I don't know if it's from a reliable source or not. And I don't want any Dolphins fans to DM me with death threats. Okay. But (laughs) there are reports coming out that the Dolphins would heavily consider a Deshaun Watson trade if the legal issues get worked out. Mm. And that's because in this report, they aren't convinced that he's ready to take the next step. So is there a world where Deshaun Watson ends up as a dolphin? That would be interesting. I don't know though. I really don't know. Well, that was a great conversation. No, I mean, <laughs> it would be interesting, uh, but like, I truly don't believe I, I can't give you an answer. I don't, I don't believe so. If I had to give you an answer, I don't believe so. But well, like, let's use a little bit of imagination here. It, Right. I don't think let's say it does happen. What does that mean? Just for fun. If it does happen, then the Dolphins are in playoff contention and then Josh Allen truly has competition in this division. Well, alongside of that, Jalen Waddle becomes a top fifteen dynasty wide receiver. Or Devonta Parker. No. Maybe. (laughs) No, no. I mean, personally, I feel like Jalen Waddle's value would skyrocket with Deshaun Watson. So, mm. something interesting to watch. I mean, we don't even know if Deshaun's going to play this year. I think it's more likely that he sits out than he plays. Mm. Man, I really want to know what's going to happen with these quarterbacks because it makes Dynasty really hard. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson. Come on, let us know what's going to happen. Who knows? I mean, we're going to find out soon, hopefully. Mm-hmm. When training cap. Training camp starts. I feel like we're going to know about Aaron Rodgers, but not about Deshaun. Yeah. So we'll see. Hey, we have a live stream tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a Q&A on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Okay. YouTube.com slash FantasylandFootball. Come join us. We are going to be answering all your questions live on YouTube. Now, we're also going to be revealing the draft order for our first Dynasty Follower League. Okay. That is the Alpha Division. We're currently filling up Bravo Division. So if you want to be part of our Dynasty Leagues, now's the time to sign up. Patreon.com slash FantasylandFam. The same can be said for Redraft, whichever version of Fantasy you want to play with us. So I'm pretty excited for that. Come hang if you got nothing to do because I I think it will be a fun time. That's right. Can't wait. Is that Neon sign-in yet? Not yet? I haven't haven't gotten anything. Okay. The door hasn't... Right. We ordered a neon sign. We don't want to. Yeah, no spoilers. No, no, no spoilers, but yeah, neon no, sign, no, no, no. yeah. yeah. Well, it's whatever. Anyway. It's whatever. All right. Well, Badaki doesn't want to do any small talk, so we're gonna continue on. We can do small talk. I can talk all day about football. If you really I literally want to. was just like, "So, bro, have you heard that Deshaun Watson could be a dolphin?" You're like, "Yeah." I, I was just like, "Yeah." I I really don't <laughs> believe that's gonna happen. If there was one team he wants to go to, it's not the Dolphins. In my okay, well, opinion. do you remember what the rumors were before the draft happened? Was maybe the Jets. There's no way in hell that happens anymore. Mm-hmm. So 
what are the teams that he could actually go to now? I feel like Washington is definitely there. The Eagles are are there. Mm-hmm. Denver. Like, what are teams that it could actually make sense yeah, for? Denver. I mean, any team. I feel not like, any. Team. I, I think I think some somewhere like. Okay, how um, about this? The Raiders will do a big push. I, my personal Let's, opinion, I think they will get rid of Derek Carr. Okay. Um, so I could see him in the following teams next year: the Steelers, Raiders, Broncos. Saints, Carolina, Panthers. Just looking through. Um, oh, not the Texans. <laughs> no, not not the Texans. I do, Washington. I, I see Raiders Eagles. as well. I don't know if you said that. Um, yeah. So that's, man, that's what it'll I be interesting. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting, oh, folks. Boy. All right. Well, we are back. At three podcasts a week. Tomorrow, we are going to be breaking down another division. What division is it tomorrow? It's the AFC South. Okay. So come join us tomorrow on the podcast as we break down the Titans, the Texans, the Colts, and the Jags. We'll see you there. See you there. Hey, yeah, you, the one listening to this podcast, you made a good decision today. Keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now like no one's watching because you, you deserve it.